Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt hanging out with you for about another two hours as we know. And just hanging out. Gorgeous Saturday today. We got golf on. We had Formula One on earlier today. We're going to have Oppenheimer on today I'm in the so afternoon. Excited. I'm so, so excited. I, honestly, and we're doing golf shopping beforehand. They, yeah, we are. We're I'm, doing that. It's going to be a excited. good day. I will say, quick thing on Oppenheimer and Barbie, because the numbers are starting to come in about their, their opening box offices mm-hmm. and how both of them look like they're going to be breaking records, which well, is amazing. But I have, I just, I've really enjoyed, I, like you know, with all the negativity going on with Hollywood, of the writer strike, the actor strike, and, and now it being joined. Which, look, ultimately, personally, I'm on their side. I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely with the actors and writers. But it, it did feel like we're gonna have some problems, and there's even gonna be potentially some movies delayed to 2024, like Dune Part Two. I have just, I've really enjoyed that. Both of these movies seem to have like just absolutely grabbed just the world's attention. Yeah, and and, I- and are both from reviews not. You know, disappointments, which has been a known thing, at least throughout much, much of our lives. Of these big movies, great trailers, all that, and you get to the movie and you're like, oh, that was crap. That was awful. Right, that was garbage. Right. Where the- these two movies seem to be the opposite, where great trailers, great promotions, and they're both, you know, up there is considered near masterpieces. Well, and and I, think, I think it's awesome. I think it also started with um, Gardens of the Galaxy Part Part 3. three. Yeah, that was baby. a phenomenal movie. I enjoyed that movie so much. And yeah, I'm like I'm just I'm very very excited just for the sheer fact that it seems like, you know, we're we're, we're letting you know to, it's kind of a stupid thing to say, but but we're letting directors and writers and actors cook a little bit, and and I'm just I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to see this as a history junkie, and then I'm going to see Barbie next week because I've heard that it's also an incredible movie that should be seen. I can't wait. My girlfriend's niece almost spoiled it for me today. That is, um, mm. she's six. Oh, that's fine. That's so fine. so it's it's like she doesn't understand the concept say, of she spoilers. Has no concept of spoilers, but she's like. There's this one part, and I'm like, stop! No! Don't say it! Don't say it! Don't say it! It was funny, though. I will say, though, I've, I've never been one that's really, you know, ruined by spoilers. I never have no, been. I, I, I just, it it does something for me, because it's mm-hmm. like, I... You like that hit in the emotions when you see, yeah. it, when you see it for the first yeah, time, because, like, if I, if I know it, or if I see, like, a clip of it or something, like, that's the thing that, like, not, not real quick here, mm-hmm. before we get back to this. When you... So, I, I a lot of people our age go on TikTok. Oh, yeah. And something on TikTok that's happened a lot recently is people will post clips of movies and TV shows. And sometimes it gives me the idea of like, hey, I want to watch that show. My dad has done like nine movie. movies this summer because of TikTok. I'm being serious. Really? Absolutely. Wow. Well, see, like that's how I am too. But then it's like, I feel like when I see it on there, then I just keep watching it on the app and I can only get so much of it because yeah. they don't post the whole thing, obviously. Oh, of course. And then I watch it, and I feel like I've already seen the most dramatic parts, and I'm like, all right, I'm just you see, yeah, watching. seen the best parts. Uh, yeah, I'm just watching. So that's where it's like it's ruined for me. Mm-hmm. But like, 
maybe I just need to, you know, stop doing that. And But then I won't discover movies and I won't discover TV shows. So it, it's a give or take. That's fair. Let's get back to the phones and let's get connected to our fans. We've got Scott in Tonawanda on the line. Scott, welcome to the show, my friend. How are we doing today? I'm doing real good, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. Um, my first point is I just can't believe that some of the national media has four, and some of them have five teams projected better than, than the Bills. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to eat their words on that one. Fully agree. My second point, I'm sorry, my second point, and I'm 62, and I've been watching the NFL since I was about six, so I've been watching a long time, and I think for the Bills to have a Super Bowl season, they have to get the one or the two seed because – they play so much better at home. Every team does when it gets to the playoffs. And I would just like to hear what you guys think about that point. Yeah, absolutely. Scott, thanks for the call. Number one, I fully agree on the point of, of the national media has spun some webs here that they're going to regret. Absolutely. But, yeah, but a lot of it is, is to get clicks on Twitter and on social media to get people to see it. And, of course, especially with us, you know, as, as Bills fans, it's going to upset us. And, and it, it, it does me as well when I'm like, I'm like, seriously? You're right, but, but it's the also context. But it, as we talked in the last segment, like it's, as of I think personally, eventually to build the Bills back up because then they have a full year of storylines where they could have exactly. just had six months. Right, because then you have the redemption story. Then you have okay, this is how they're doing. Like there's so many more different angles than hey, look, the Bills are doing on good. The Jets and Dolphins, if they don't meet the expectations that they, the media, set up for them. Right, but it's also kind of weird because then it's like. Uh, to me, it's like yeah, no, like these people maybe they don't know what they're saying. You know, like then they're oh, just yeah. kind of following the narrative rather well, than. I mean, we could also listen to Colin Coward, who said the Angels oh. should start draft, uh, trading draft picks or, or start trading for draft picks, excuse me, for Shohei Otani. And um, you can't trade draft picks in the MLB, which I thought was like a known thing. There's like five drafts. Yeah. What draft picks are we trading, man? Right. Like, which ones are we going to use? That's why it's always like eight prospects. Brutal. It's also like, why their drafts in the middle of the season. Yeah. It's not really that hugely important. Right, and it's also why, like, I mean, baseball is just its own thing because there's pipeline upon pipeline Other upon wild, pipeline. Yeah. Like, it's just, there's so many... It is, it is so concerning how, like, radically different it is from everybody else. Yeah, I mean, like, you think that going into, like, the National Hockey League or the NFL is hard, but, like, I mean, going to the MLB is infinitesimally harder. Yes. Because there are so many more people and there's so much more going on in baseball that it's like, yeah, you can do this one thing great, but, like, we have this one guy that can do two things great. Yeah. So he's better than you. So much fun. <laughs> it's just, it's wild. But on the second point, with, with the Bills needing to be a one or a two seed here, I think Scott's pretty close to right. Yeah. Like, I think spot on there. Just the, the difficult part is this two seed for all of our lives up until three years ago, two seed got you a bye, mm-hmm. which I think is, personally to me, I think is more important than playing at home. I think the Bills play well almost anywhere. They are talented enough to not really have to fear in a road crowd or anything like that. And to be honest, I've seen Allen play in some of the worst crowds in football, and he has dominated people oh, yeah. on primetime stages. I'm not really worried about For playing him, on the road. crowd doesn't matter. But the thing is, is like you have the rest of the team. And I'm not saying the rest of the team can't handle I mean, the pressure. They've played pretty well as well. Right. I mean, right. there's been bad decisions, don't get me wrong. But like even in the regular season against Kansas City this past year, they played them well and they beat them. In the regular season, they have looked so, so good at times as well. And ultimately, I think it's just more important than the buy. And that's tough where it's just the one seed. And here's and here's really my biggest point, and this infuriates me. Can the AFC West actually meet expectations for once? And I'm talking like the Chargers and the Broncos, Raiders. 
You're doing great, sweetheart. Just you go <laughs> sit in the corner, I guess, because you J- Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be your guy or whatever, and Josh McDaniel is going to do something. You just hey, you look good. You're great. Two thumbs up and Vegas, baby. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the Raiders <laughs> can do whatever. I care so little for them. But the Broncos and the Chargers specifically, can y'all give them a fight, please? Because it's become ridiculous that the Chiefs can have a bad start to the season, but because every other division's actually fighting each other, they can limp into a 12-13 season or win season to the one seed. It's because the 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 Broncos were legitimately unwatchable last year, yeah. and the Chargers just as a thing can't meet expectations. Well, the Broncos to me, their entire season this year could be a redemption arc. I mean, you have Sean oh, yeah. Payton. You have Sean Payton come back to the NFL. You have Russell Wilson trying to figure it out away from the Seahawks and Pete Carroll. You have Javante Williams coming back from a major injury after looking fantastic. I don't even know. Is he back fully? I, I, I don't know if he's going to be I think so. up for week one. But Maybe not I mean, week one, but yeah, but for the most part. Like, there's, there's their whole – and they also had the big sale in the offseason. Yeah, they're – well, actually, I did – Washington, I think Washington passed them. So now like this is the first oh, full season yeah. of like, okay, it's it this is my team. I'm not getting acclimated to the NFL. Here we go. You're right. I yeah. think as well, look, here's the big thing. You hired a guy who you thought was gonna get you Aaron Rodgers. That's ultimately what you did. You got Russell Wilson, great, but you thought you were getting Aaron Rodgers. And you didn't. Mm-hmm. And that offense was legitimately unwatchable. Javante Williams is still questionable, according to Several sources. On, All right, so, I mean, but so, he'll, he'll be back. But he, he but, looked he looked fantastic. But, but in his regardless, first few Nathaniel weeks. Hackett was a disaster of a hire. Yeah, he was yeah. a disaster of a hire. I still think back to that first game where it's Russell Wilson back in Seattle, first game of the year. And, it was supposed to be a blowout. Yeah, and then Seattle just comes out of nowhere and we dominates end, the game. We end up finding out Geno Smith actually is going to be pretty good this year. Right, and then also you have the questionable free or uh, free kick. Jeez, oh man. Soccer's on the brain. The questionable field goal attempt oh, where yeah. Russell Wilson's fuming on the sidelines. I just, my my favorite thing, and I mean this truly, was by week two you had fans actively counting down the play clock because of how bad it was in week one and even to start week two. <laughs> yeah. And it never got better. No. I'm not the biggest Sean Payton guy. I'm not. But I think he'll at least improve the team enough to where they are talented enough to actually do something in this. But ultimately... I think, t- to me, it's the Chargers. You finally got what seems to be a good office coordinator in Kellen Moore. You've mm-hmm. gotten better. You have a great quarterback in Herbert. Give them a fight, man. Give the Chiefs a fight. You do it every year when you play them. It's when you play the garbage teams or the average teams that you just play so far down to your competition. It's a disaster. How on the hot seat is Brandon Staley this year? Oh, is it's scorching. Like, even right now? It's Absolutely, it's scorching. Mm. It's, on, it's, it's un fuego. What if... <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like, here's my what? thing. He he could be gone middle of the season. Let's say, let, let's throw out a hypo- hypothetical, a mm-hmm. little bit of a crazy one. Mm-hmm. What if the Chargers beat the Chiefs the first time they play him? Fantastic. And Off to a great start. Here we go. Like, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm just wondering how much does that take the pressure off of Staley? I don't necessarily know if it takes all the pressure off of him because really, look, their whole thing now. They don't play till week seven. Yeah, and and, if, and that's the thing. So like they don't play till week seven. Let's go through their schedule here real quick. Yeah. So they got Miami in the first week. That's a big game. Tennessee, big game. Tennessee in the second should, should be a win. You should beat them. You should absolutely beat the Vikings week three. Yep. Those are both road games. Tennessee and Minnesota. You should beat Vegas both. in week four. Should blow them out. Yeah. 
Then you have an early bye week in week five. I don't love early bye weeks. I don't either. Absolutely hate them. Um, Dallas coming off the bye, I think that should be winnable if, you, if you're coming especially. off the bye. Yeah. And then you have Kansas City in Arrowhead. I mean, honestly, I'm looking at a few of these. Like, you should maybe be going into that game 6-0. and you're the Chargers. Yeah. You have the better quarterback, I think, across As, the board. Aside from Miami, game. aside from Miami and Dallas, they there should be it, they should be three and two. They should at be the no worse than three and minimum. two. Yeah. No, yeah. no worse than if three they, and two. If they're worse than three and two, I think Brandon Staley's fired by week ten. Absolutely. If, Cause, unless cause then, you know they turn it around, because then they have Chicago, mm-hmm. New York, Jets, and then the Lions in week ten. So. I, They've, if, got, they've got to do something here. I actually like this schedule because you play Kansas City Week 7, but then you get Chicago, the Jets, and Detroit. And that's three winnable games. That's, I think, winnable games. The Jets are going to be tough with Rodgers, but by then we'll know what kind of Jets team we have. It's going to be Week 9. We will know what they are. Yeah. Detroit, I think you can beat. I think your defense is better than theirs. Chicago, I like how they're improving, but I don't think they're there yet. Green Bay, you should take down. Baltimore? Baltimore at home is going to be a little dicey, but, but again, but, by that time, we'll know what yeah. Baltimore team we have. New England should be. Denver, I'm taking the Chargers over Denver, especially at home. It's, you're going to, it depends on, again, it depends on what team do we have, what chart or, um, well, what Chargers team do we have and what Broncos team we have. And what Broncos team we have. Yeah, there's actually a few there of like, all right, what teams do we have but here? But I'm just looking at, I'm looking at the schedule, and if they can get one win over Kansas City, mm-hmm. I think the Chargers have a good chance at winning that division. They do. Because the Bills can beat Kansas City, and that helps out the Chargers. I think on a good day, wait, do the 49ers play the Chargers? Or the the Chiefs? The Chiefs. I'm going to go to their schedule right now. I don't think so. Because on a good day, they could beat the Chiefs. No, but they do play the Philadelphia Eagles, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. They also get the Jets early. Detroit, even week one, could be a fun game. It could be interesting. Yeah. But I mean, they get Jacksonville as well. ah, This is my thing. I'm looking at the Chiefs' schedule, and a part of me is like, this has got one of these years, it has to happen where they don't win the division. Because it's not like the AFC East of the the 2000s, where it was Tom Brady versus, you know, Matt Moore, Trent Edwards. And JP Lossman. And like Chad Pennington. Like, like <laughs> yeah. it's not that. Like, it's still Russell Wilson on his day can be very good. I'd, I want to see if, if Peyton can do anything there. And then, of course, Herbert with everything they have there. Well, and just the rest of the team around yeah. Herbert as well. I mean, they, I don't, they didn't really make big moves this season. No, but I think they're close to already a talented team. I think a lot of it you was Staley, Staley got very apprehensive of making big decisions after missing out the playoffs the year prior then this year as well their offense coordinator Joe Lombardi I think his name was um, essentially didn't want to throw the ball deep he wanted everything to be a dip and dunk and that's what killed Herbert in college at Oregon was that they didn't they never wanted to go deep he is a big time player he he makes big time throws and he was like nah why are we going to do that I forgot that Khalil Mack was there last year mm-hmm. like the Chargers should be good I, one of these seasons the Chiefs have to not win that division and to actually open up for everyone it else could very easily be this season I think it absolutely could and now, that's the problem why... is though you look at the Bills schedule <laughs> and it's like yeah but the Bills might also come like second or third and still ultimately not get that bye week right but ultimately like the big thing for me though let's get Mahomes on the road in a playoff game. Yes, exactly. Get get him out of Arrowhead for the first round. It's not like they're invincible there either. Don't no, get me wrong. They're no, not. They're not. I mean, they, the Bills have beaten them three uh, in the regular season. In, in the regular season, the last two times in the regular two times. season. It was two times, yeah. But I just I, – the way I'm looking at this is and why I brought up Brandon Staley is because I think if you're the Chargers management, you have to sit down with them and say, look, 
it's going to be tough, but you are in a very easy spot. Not easy, but you're in a very good spot, spot to win the division. Yeah, you're in a favorable spot. Because of spot. how tough that Chiefs— And Herbert's still cheap. Yeah. You still got him cheap, but yeah. that's coming to an end very soon. But that Chiefs schedule is tough, mm-hmm. and, and they didn't get much better, I don't think. They're kind of about the same. They're about the same. I mean, sure, you have a healthy um, Kadarius Tony, but there's not a clear number one in your running back room. Well, Pacheco. It'll be Pacheco now this but, year. He's, he, but he's dealing with some injuries, so right. we'll see when he actually gets on the field. He, he'll be there, I think, week one. It's more just during training camp we'll see. I, mean, I, sure, I still there's still, I, there's problems with wide receivers there still. Yeah, there, and there, I mean, obviously you still have Travis Kelsey. But well, yeah, he's. he's I, don't, I don't. I don't thing. think. I don't think the defense got that much better. It's fine. It's about the same. Again, they got to bring back Chris Jones in. I, look, look, their more thing is just they are so difficult to stop on offense. They are yeah, so It doesn't really so matter difficult. if their defense isn't good because their offense is going to score. I mean, we're at this point now with Sky Moore, who was a fun rookie last year, going into last year. Mm-hmm. There's not really a feeling that he's going to pop off this year. There's, there just isn't. It's kind of a lot of like a same feeling of like Khalil Shakir with us. I mean, very different draft yeah. picks in terms of where they were drafted. But in terms of like, we all are kind of hoping Khalil Shakir pops off. Yeah. And I mean, but there's really nothing there to say he will. Where with Sky Moore coming out as a second round pick, he had 22 catches, 250 yards, no touchdowns, and they didn't have a clear number one wide receiver. No, it was Juju and um, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yep. And I mean, if you want to get funny with it, Travis Kelsey was their number one wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, in 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 a literal sense, yeah, he was. But that's the thing is, like, there's nothing really there to say he's gonna he's gonna break it open. Kadarius Tony can't stay healthy so like i mean he's healthy when he is healthy when he is healthy though he looks he dangerous looks dangerous he looks very yeah. dangerous but he hasn't really been able to stay healthy so we'll see where that goes but my my whole thing is though is like just to go back to it if the broncos can't figure it out if sean payton doesn't work or if russell wilson doesn't work i mean you're gonna you're gonna be able to tell which one of them is the problem and i'm gonna guarantee that it's almost russell wilson it's almost definitely russell wilson and like, this is it, coming from a guy that is not the biggest payton fan if, if there's yeah, problems no it's I, almost definitely wilson sean payton is very not I don't know. It's it's hard to tell who really was the catalyst in those Saints days, and I think it was more so Drew Brees than anything. Mm-hmm. But if Sean Payton can prove that he can do something here in Denver, I think everyone looks at New Orleans very differently. But it's going to depend on how much he can get out of Russell Wilson. If he can work yeah. with what we've heard is to be a very difficult player to work with. So if Russell Wilson is the Russell Wilson of Seattle – this division is going to get blown wide open, and and it's literally going to look like the AFC East right now. I hope so, man. Because because you can we've got to get to that point where the Chiefs are actually being challenged in their own division. We you have, have the, to get you to have that the point. Bills and the Chiefs; they're direct correlation. Mm-hmm. You have I think it would be Jets and Broncos, and yes. then it would be Chargers and Dolphins because you it, with the Jets and Broncos you have two aging quarterbacks that are supposed to be really good, but you don't really know what you're going to get out of them, mm-hmm. and you also have a bunch of young good players where with the Jets it's it, on, it felt like it was just we just need the quarterback right where with the Jets it's on more on defense they have that good young core and the Broncos on offense have kind of a young-ish core yeah and then you have the Dolphins and the Chargers where you have an unproven quarterback who has shown he can win games and has shown he can be dominant but with Tua it's been injuries and with um Herbert's Herbert inconsistency and coaching and things yeah, like yeah. that so yeah. that and you also with the Dolphins and, and Chargers specifically, you have two coaches that are kind of unproven as well. Where Brandon Staley kind of falls short all the time, and McDaniel hasn't had a fair shake. He had one year. 
and I I thought it was a really good year. Yeah, it the was. The fact that he had to go through what three different quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Mike White and no, Mike White's there now. They had Skylar Thompson, Skylar Thompson, and oh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater yep. was the other one. Yep. But it, that's the thing is just I I think there are, if the Broncos come out firing, you have a direct correlation mm-hmm. to the AFC East, and then obviously you have the Raiders and the Patriots, which is funny enough. Josh Jimmy McDaniels Dur- and, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> There's a lot of correlations actually between the Raiders and the ba- and the Patriots. Yeah, so it, it's 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 fun because that like you you can't look at the NFC and say like you have that you have two the divisions. The NFC has like, like three good teams. You have like one. Yeah, you don't even have a good conference. Actually, no. I guess you could say the NFC East might be the best conference division. In, division. Or I'm sorry, the best division in the conference because the NFC North is very. Well, we talking about with Chicago. It's yeah. completely wide open. The NFC South is awful. Oh, Atlanta's going to be so hot when the division at 8-9. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. And then the NFC West is very unknown. I mean, the Cardinals aren't going to be good. The Rams, who knows? The 49ers will be good. But and who's going to be their quarterback? Right. Is it Trey Lance? Is it Sam Darnold? Is it Brock Purdy? We don't know. That's that's that. I think they are one of, if not the most talented team in football. Without they a quarterback, they cannot figure out the quarterback. Yeah, it is yep. a different story every year. However, if Trey Lance comes in and looks like the Trey Lance that was talked about in his draft, that 49ers team is scary. They yeah they <laughs> they become and if, then well and then all of a sudden you've got two freight trains in the NFC where everyone else is kind of garbage. Of mm-hmm. Philadelphia and San Francisco of like oh that NFC Championship game this well, year is gonna be sweet. And you even have the Giants that are kind of coming up. Giants are going to be interesting how they how they handle not having Saquon Barkley. They do sign in James Robinson last, a, that, or, or, or for a one year deal. That could be interesting. I think it is. I think it's they have Matt Burita already. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think by any thought that James Robinson's better than Saquon Barkley. No. But in terms of, but can you get the production he gave you last year right. in multiple guys? And in in terms of what do I need from him? Mm-hmm. You don't need him to. Take over the field like Saquon Barkley yeah, I does. I don't need 1,300 yards rushing from no. James Robinson. Would it be nice? Yeah, Absolutely. obviously. But it, you, you need 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. You need 1,000 yards and how many touchdowns? I can make seven or eight. Uh, yeah, eight or eight or nine, I think, because just because you don't know what you're going to get out of Josh. Josh uh, Daniel ooh, Jones, you mean? Or, why did I say Josh? Wow, <laughs> Josh oh, Allen on the Giants. <laughs> I was, I, I, well, when, I was when, picturing Brian Dable for some reason. And I'm like Josh Allen. No, no, <laughs> it's the other one. But <laughs> I don't I think know with what Daniel Jones. There. That's going to be the big thing too. They keep adding slot receivers, so I think that's they're really going to want to kind of build a very similar offense. Well, they to just what, added Cole Beasley. Yeah, do a one year deal. I mean, we'll see if he makes the, the New team. York Bills. Is that you? Apparently, the, we, we thought the connection the, between Carolina and Buffalo was strong. It's the, now apparently the connection between the Giants and the Bills is incredible. The Buffalo strong. Giants. Oh, I hate I, that. I, I hate it. I, I mean, hate I, if you're looking at it, it's a very smart game plan from Brian Dable because that is, I mean. He had that winning formula here. Make it make it work for a guy like Jones, who is not the same talent as mm-hmm. Allen in terms yeah. of like he can run, but he's not have the arm what talent. Are, of what Allen. are some? I I think we talked about this a, a little while ago, but what are some interesting possible free agent quarterbacks coming up this offseason? Because I think, Ooh. I mean, the Giants. We'll get it. We'll get into this after the break. Because yeah, because I, I want to look this up actually. But the Giants are in a very they're they're in a good position to. Go after someone big this offseason, I think. I don't know what the cap space looks like. Well, but They just signed Jones to a contract. Which, yeah, so it's kind of tough to so say. They, they've kind of made their bed. Four years, $160 million contract extension. They've made their bed there. Yeah, I but if he doesn't one... work this year, I mean, Brian Dable is a kind of an aggressive guy. I think yeah. he, he'd advocate to be like, all right, let's move on. 
Oh, dude, it's a gross class. We'll we'll, we'll jump into it when we come back after this after this timeout. Phone lines are open. Eight zero three zero five fifty. Let's talk some. We're, we're talking a lot of football today. How are we feeling about the Bills as we get ready for training camp starting next week? We're looking for your calls again. Eight zero three zero five fifty. And coming up at one o'clock. Brian Cozio, host of TD Green, will join the show to talk more of round three of the Open Championship going on at Royal Liverpool in England. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday, and this is WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And so what's up? Oh, there's Russ Wilson. Every time. That was awesome. Every time. That was uh, one of Russell Wilson's <laughs> interceptions last year. Bobby Wagner. I believe when he was on the Rams. I think that was when Bobby Wagner was on the Rams. And that call was when the NFL was doing like those like Nickelodeon games. And that is incredible. The Bills have That's had an absolutely incredible. The Bills have had an MVP quarterback, Nick's most valuable player. Never forget Mitch Trubisky. Oh, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, his final game with the Chicago Bears on Nickelodeon. Gotta <laughs> love it. Gotta oh, love it. So that much was fun. That, as weird as it is, it, it is it is funny. I mean, hearing hearing a voice of our childhood, Patrick <laughs> that's Starr. That's not what you wanted. That's not what he wanted to cook. Oh, that's that is awesome. phenomenal. Oh, they never stop that. There are it's there so are. Much fun. However, there are some times where sports will absolutely miss. Like when the NHL did their thing. I don't even know what the show was, but they did it with the Rangers and whoever they played in the Winter Classic mm-hmm. this year, and it was weird. Like, and maybe it's just because I don't know the show because it's like a kid's show now. I'm all about, like, giving it a shot and see if it hits. Because yeah, if it hits, it's perfect. If it doesn't, it's see, a bit of a miss. See, like, the way they did it, though, was they had they had the game on, and then they also had an alternate way to watch it where it was, like, cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, But, yeah. like, some of the players were replaced with, like, characters in the show. Yeah, that's weird. And it's just... It's very weird. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't like it. I didn't Definitely like a it. miss. Josh, you brought up the idea of the 2024 free agent quarterback class. We were talking about the Giants with that, but they did sign Daniel Jones with that big extension. I think the more interesting team to talk about with this is the Jets, who do not have the draft capital to dive up into the top end of the first round to go get a guy like a Caleb Williams, a Drake May, potentially a Quinn Ewers, a Joe Milton out of Tennessee. Does somebody like like, um, Zach Wilson give them an edge in a trade? 
No. Absolutely not. No. We'll, we'll talk about. We'll, I okay. want to talk right. about. All right. Let's we'll go to the Giants this. first with this because this is an awful. This is an awful free agent. Well, class. so that's the thing. So like the Giants, I, they have kind of locked themselves in with Jones at least for another year or two mm-hmm. because it, it. Well, it's a smaller extension. It's only four years, and you can I think work out of it after the first two years. You're you're locked in now. But at the top of the class, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, and Jameis Winston. That is a terrible class, yeah. and that is why, for me at least, even with like the Jets being talented this year, and I and I think I think somewhat highly of them, this better work, and it better be longer than two years. Wait, when did when did they sign Daniel Jones? Was it last year? Th- it was this summer. Okay, or so that's so it's four years from now. So it's twenty twenty seven. He's done. Yes. Okay, so I'm looking uh, I just just because why not? Because obviously you're they, going to the twenty twenty seven free agent. I'm going twenty twenty five. Okay. All right. You got Aaron Rodgers, who's probably going to be retired by that point. Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. Obviously, those guys. are I was going to say sign. Lawrence, Burrow, probably Love as well are all going to be signed. Trey Lance. Lance is a question mark just because we, we've literally never seen him play. Tua. Tua's probably. I mean, if he's not signed, it's probably because he retired due to injuries, right? Right. Yeah. Herbert's um, there as well. Taylor Heineke. No. No. What am I saying? If he's going to be 34, 35, that's yeah. going to be a no-go on that No, he'll one. be 32. So that's the cool thing with, oh, with Spot oh, Track. Oh, it ups, it updates okay. the age as you go through the years. Okay. So, I I mean, obviously, like, 2025 is a little too far, <laughs> just a little bit, because, you know, these guys are going to sign, like... I mean, there's, like, four or like five Jones of these guys did. that are going to be signing big... Justin Fields is on this list as well. He's probably yeah. signing a massive deal as well. Mac Jones. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, I'm just... Boy. I mean, like, you got to just think, like, what... What 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 are the, how many of these guys aren't going to sign, and after, when you're two years into the contract, if Jones kind of doesn't work out over the next like he's there but he's not quite all the way where you want him to be. You try to trade him away and, and trade up. Yeah, and but in two years you can do that. And this year you can't. Yeah. Well, and it's like and, and that's where like the Giants might be able to work themselves out of it because I think they have a great offensive mind at head coach, mm-hmm. and they're still young enough to where like they maybe don't have their clear cut core yet. The no. Jets have their very much clear cut core. Like these are the guys we want to Garrett win Wilson, with. Sauce Gardner, Quinnen Williams, yeah, like Quincy Williams. Is Quinn, that his, uh, oh yeah, Quincy his Williams. Bro- yes. His brother. Yeah, like those two are dynamic. They've duo. got the crew they want to have. Yeah. And that's where, for me at least, like you've really, and, and this is why I was banging the drum before they actually got Rodgers of, if Lamar Jackson's truly available, I would go get him. He's younger, he's more dynamic at this point, and if you actually put him on a talented offense that wants to throw the ball, I there was something there for me. Now, of course, he's with Baltimore, and that's not going to happen. But it's tough for me to really sit here and say that they're going to build anything long term. Like Rodgers even talked about it yesterday of like, he's going to see where his body at is his body is at in terms of, you know, really actually, like, moving forward here, going into a two, three years with the Jets. And that's my problem is, is you can't build around that. And now you're also going to kind of have a tough time trading up to go get somebody. You already don't have a ton of draft capital because you've traded a lot of it away to go get certain pieces. Mm-hmm. And now as well, I, look, you need to make a playoff game, or you need to make the playoffs and win a game to – Assure that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are still in the job. Yeah. So it's it like the Jets, I think, are very much playing this. I, I'd almost say a year at a time. Go, Honestly, they're playing it a year at a time, and that is not any way to be in the NFL. To go back to the Giants real quick, though, I, I'm looking at like their wide receivers, and Isaiah Hodgins has a chance to 
Like all, pretty much all the wide receivers have a chance to just kind of become something this year. Mm-hmm. But they also all don't. They're all they're, kind of like, eh. It, they're like they're like. Except Paris Campbell, this, I love this Paris is a, Campbell. This is a, this, yeah, this is a weird analogy here. But have you ever had like fireworks that you got like three years ago, and then you bring them out? You're like, yeah, these will still work, and you like light them off, and if you don't go. Like like firecrackers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what the wide receiver room of the Giants looks like for me. Where it's like, yeah, if you throw out these firecrackers, a few of them are going to go off, but not all of them are. I mean, I, 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 yeah. that's just I don't know. I it's mean, Darius lot, Slayton. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of slot guys. I mean, you, you have in Wandell Robinson, Jalen Harris, Campbell, Jalen J- Hyatt's a, a rookie, and he, but he's just like a flat. Just go. He doesn't yeah. run many routes. He's just you go run straight, <laughs> run straight. Paris Campbell, Jamison Crowder, which Bills fans never got to see really what he could do, which is mm-hmm. a shame. Um, Darius Slayton, as you brought up, it's a lot of just. Guys, I guess they and also brought in Tommy Cole Sweeney Beasley. as well. Darren Waller's there. A Cole Beasley that I'm convinced won't make the team. I don't think there's no. much left there at all. But Darren Waller, though, that's an interesting addition. Darren Waller's kind of interesting. We'll see how much is left in the tank there. I mean, he's 30, but it's ultimately it's just he kind of came on late as well. And then last year only played nine games, 28 catches, just shy of 400 yards and, th- and three touchdowns. So we'll see what he's got left in the tank there. But with someone like him, it's he's in a completely new mindset. He's in a completely new. I would think offense. so. Yeah, I would think so. So, I don't. It, it, like I, I said, I, my problem are, though is like the Giants going up against a, a team like the Eagles. I think are going to get ragdolled. Yeah, and then even the Cowboys, I think, are a more talented team. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not nearly as better coached. They're I, not as I, consistent. Yeah, they're not as consistent. I would. Seven days out of seven days, I'm taking Brian Dable over Mike McCarthy. And yep. even Washington, though. Like, Washington, if Sam Howell is just, like, a solid quarterback in the NFL, that team's going to be fighting for, like, eight wins. Yeah. I mean, and then all of a sudden, you're the Giants of, like, was last year just an aberration because your quarterback is not winning you games. Mm-mm. Saquon Barkley is not reporting to camp. We'll see if he sets the whole year out. That's going to be a big question mark. I don't think he will. I think he's got to realize, sign the franchise tag, $10 million, Take it to the bank. Let's let's go win some games here. I I don't know how that's going to go though. I just think I think the Giants are going to be barely at five hundred. Like they're going to be one win over or one win under five hundred. They could. I I honestly I don't like much about their offense. But at and, the and same, a, but a lot of it comes down to I don't really like Daniel Jones as a quarterback. Yeah, and at the same time though, it all depends on like the one thing I feel like gets kind of overlooked because it's not as easily trackable and not as easily, you know, predictable is how well did these guys develop in the off season? Mm-hmm. Even, even yep. if they're in the middle towards the end, the twilight of their careers, guys still pick things up. Oh, old, absolutely. Old dogs can learn new tricks. Well, they, in sports. they get with the right coach and then all of a sudden it, it works well for them. Right. Because it's, it depends on how they play and how they are paired with their coaches. And that's why Brian Dable Works with offensive guys because he's, he's an offensive coach. He's Dable, a great Dable, offensive mind. Dable in year two with Daniel Jones is going to be fascinating. I, like, yeah. I, I can't stop looking at his stats from last year and just how, like, not even just average they are. Just, like, in terms of passing, just, ugh. He throws for about 3,200 yards, very efficient, 67 completion percentage, 15 touchdown passes to five interceptions, very good running the ball, 120 attempts, over 700 yards, seven touchdowns. But at what, That's great. At what point is it quality over quantity? That's true. No, that, that I mean, you know that's, what I mean? that's very true. That's like that's very, what true. that's what I always look at. And and the fact that they signed him to that big deal shows you that they have faith that Dable at least has faith in him and there's some sort of trust I mean, if, and communication has, going if on. If he there. has like an a Josh Allen jump, like if he oh, does yeah. a, around the same completion <laughs> percentage, but kind of does what his rookie year was, which was twenty four touchdown passes, twenty four to twenty eight touchdown passes for him with like five to seven interceptions, now Jones is all of a sudden something interesting. 
Now he's interesting in an NFC conference that is very much devoid of good young talented quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Now he's interesting. It's but it's tough for me to look at that in year four and go, oh, that's something. Because honestly, in year two and three, he threw under fifteen touchdown passes. In year two, he threw eleven, and in year three, he two he threw ten. So like that, it's it's tough for me to like totally get there with Jones. He's six five. He's he's been surprisingly a very good runner. Because he was not that at Duke at all, but it's still it's tough for me to get there completely with Daniel Jones. I I want to I do because I loved Brian Dable as a coach. I do not want him to get fired because he he laid all his eggs with the Daniel Jones basket, which ultimately he inherited. But with that extension, they kind of are mm-hmm. at least is, for the next four why, years. Which is why we're we're talking about the Saquon Barkley situation. I think many people would say that Barkley is really a big reason why they did what they did last year, going nine six and one. But Jones is the one that gets a big deal. Now, ultimately, that is the NFL now. Quarterbacks will get the big deal. Running packs will not. But still, I mean, Barkley was the the engine to that offense. Yeah. And now we're going to see if Daniel Jones can now be that engine. And it's it's going to be a fascinating watch. I think there are those few teams in the NFC that actually are interesting to watch because they're all kind of growing. I think San Francisco is going to be fun to watch just who their quarterback is. Mm-hmm. They're going to yeah, be a team because you week go from, one I want to see just because well, who's their starting QB. Right. You go from, oh, wow, look, there's Trey Lance. Oh, he got hurt. Oh, my God, look, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy is, is the awesome. starting quarterback, and he's amazing. And now, now it's going to be Sam Darnold, Brock Purdy's still healing, and now Trey Lance is back. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, you trade up a ton and a ton of draft capital to get Lance. Yeah, You've got to, I think, at least see him for six, seven games before you make that definitive decision. The problem with Lance, he hasn't played much football really at all. Then you go over to the NFC North. Is Detroit finally going to pop off? What the hell is Jordan Love? Justin Fields, is he going to take that third-year step that I think he will? And then the NFC South, though, is just kind of bad. I don't like the NFC South, except for Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be a fun eight-win team. I'm so excited for them. They have playmakers everywhere, and Desmond Ritter's their quarterback. But what about Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay? <laughs> I, I, like, how dare you? Like, just like, like Tampa Bay went from, like, we're going to burn everything to the ground to get, like, a Super Bowl, and then they got the Super Bowl, and they're like, I, we're done, bro. Like, Look, we're we burned everything to the ground. Gone. Like, I, like, we're good. I mean, Tom we're Brady now. retired. It, they, like, they're a very, very Did they keep Indomitian? I can never say his first name. Indomitian Sue? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Let me make sure. I, 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 I don't have know why. I not paid attention to Tampa at all because they look like a team that is like, uh, I don't know. My my brain guys. can never separate his first name from his last name because it just feels like. Oh, it's it's just, it, it, it's free flowing a little bit there. It, yeah, and, it, and I can't say just his first name or just his last name because it just doesn't feel he right. He was so good in Nebraska. He was so, so good. Oh, he is yeah. not there anymore. Where did he go? I don't. Did he retire? No. His, this has been a very long. He did not season. retire, did he? He is. Is he with Philadelphia? Um. No, he's a free agent. He was with ooh. Philadelphia in 2022, but he is a free agent right now. Oh, that's right. I forgot that he signed there. Yeah, you're right. Yep. All right. That's he was so good in Nebraska. I I completely forgot he went to that. That's how long this off season's been. I thought he was still on the Bucks and he was just kind of floating around. It has somewhere. felt like we've gone through like two or three different off seasons because the draft season was like its own. Yeah, because it was so. Lo- it felt so loaded. Like, it, it was both loaded and also everyone was like, I hate the wide receiver class. So like, is B. John Robinson going to be a Buffalo Bill? And then it was like, all right, well, what about the tight ends and the offensive line? And then and then the quarterbacks weren't great either. Then you get Carolina trading up for number one overall pick, which yep. is fun. But that was even in season, wasn't it? No, it was right out of the offseason. Right out of the offseason. See, yeah. that's the thing. It feels – I think it was also just for us as Bills fans, it was just such a long 
weird season. To, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like there was a lot it's a combination to, of to, things. to 18 weeks. There was a lot packed in. Yeah. We are going to take a quick timeout. Coming up at 1 o'clock, TD Green host Brian Covziel will join us to talk more of round three of the Open Championship going on, going on at Royal Liverpool. Brian Hartman. He's keeping it going, 10 under par as he gets going with the back nine. He is holding out. He's about four strokes above second place in John Rahm and Jason Day. We'll talk to Brian coming up at 1 o'clock. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt hanging out with you. In just a few minutes, what, about eight minutes, we're going to be joined by Brian Cozil to talk more on round three of the Open Championship going on at Royal Liverpool in England. Leaderboard right now, still at the top, Brian Hartman. He is going 10 under. He's through the front nine. I think he's just started up the back nine. He's keeping himself alive a little bit. I think he's at even par for the round so far. Yes, he is. And then he was at 1.2 over to start that that front nine he was having a rough time going in he at one point was at eight under as it felt like guys like Tommy Fleetwood John Rahm who shot a, a no birdie or, or excuse me a no bogey round which is fantastic for him to really get himself involved and then Victor Hovland who has kind of had a shaky tournament the first two days uh in round three five under a round to get him at five under he's now tied for fifth with guys like uh Straka um, and uh, Rosner, I think, uh, from France. So he's keeping it kind of going as well. It is really shaping up to be a very, very exciting, I would even say just the end here going into Sunday as well, but Harmon is kind of keeping the competition away a little bit here. Jason Day, though, as well, and Tommy Fleetwood are somewhat chasing him. They're both at six under as well, and they're still going. John Rahm obviously finished up earlier this morning. But they're kind of chasing him and sort of keeping up as well. Your bets are looking awful, by the way. Uh, the bets are gone. The only one that is left is Hovland. They they were awful from the day this thing started. I told you not to do they what you did. They were so bad, man. They were so bad. So Hovland's the only one I still got going. And to be fair, I've bet on Hovland the last seven majors. Well, like, no, I, that's your guy. But, like, everyone else, I don't even remember who else you had. Tyrell Hatton, I think, was one of them. Oh man, he disappointed me. Like who? That one. That one ended up like being like the kind of like hail mary. And at one point, he was like two under when like the leader was like four under. I'm like, oh, and then he just went right away. Who else was there? Did you put one on Scotty? No, I did not go on Scotty. Here, I'll pull it up real it's quick. Because I remember, I remember we were it talking was a few about guys it. that like ultimately like after like the first day, I was like, none of them are really there. Like none of them are on like the leaderboard you see on TV where it shows you like six names or something like that. Like none mm-hmm. of them were there, and that was that was frustrating. Because so I, I was remember, not really a fan of that. Uh, Cameron Smith and Ricky Fowler were the other two. Well, Ricky, um, no, no, he kind of fell off. He fell off pretty quick. He fell off pretty quick. But it's it. This is it's it's a very very close tournament so far. And I think what what has been fun about it is that Harmon is a guy that the storyline about him is that he has not been able to close out these these majors. Yeah. Yep. And so that's why everyone's kind of watching, and that's why the front nine was so fascinating of him being you know basically to start the day went from ten under to eight under because he had two bogeys to start the day, and it was like. Oh, it's going to happen on Saturday, not Sunday. I mean, he's still got a four-stroke lead. He is still playing, obviously, as I said, to start the segment. He's going into the back nine or already on it, where Jason Day, Tommy Fleetwood doing the same. Fleetwood's actually with Harmon. So, I mean, it's it, it's getting a little closer, but it's leading to an exciting tournament. We're going to take a quick timeout. Coming up next, 
TD Green host Brian Cozio will join us to talk more on round three and really what we saw in the first two rounds and what we could be seeing on Sunday as well of the Open Championship going on at Royal Liverpool. We'll do that when we come back. You'll listen to Sports Talk Saturday right here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 